getting these episodes out and recorded is difficult before the Maxion games. Now, welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football. And last week was a lot of fun, but, man, my picks were bad. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump right into the games from last week. It was a good week. A lot of teams got eliminated from the playoffs. A lot of teams got eliminated from their conference championship. I'm really excited for how the um, way the rest of the season is going to go. So the first big game of the week was the Thursday night matchup between App State and Coastal Carolina. The teams that a lot of people thought would be the best in the Sun Belt East this year. And Coastal really dominated this game for the most part. Um, both teams played solid, but I mean, Coastal has just proved to really be the best team in the Sun Belt. Um, it was really between them and James Madison for a long time, <clears throat> but, you know, Coastal Carolina got upset and then hopped right back on the horse, beat two teams. James Madison got upset and hasn't won since. Troy's looking good, too, but it's the Sun Belt Championship between Coastal Carolina and Troy, which it's most likely going to be, is going to be one for the ages. Um just Coastal's looking good, and I'm excited to see what they do. They're definitely making a run for a New Year's Six Bowl. Kentucky at Mizzou. Okay, I was at this game, and I do not often say the refs lost the game, but the refs lost the game. Um, if you do not pay attention to this game, basically Mizzou was down 17-21, to which ended up being the final score. Um, Kentucky's backed up their 30-yard line, something like that, um, and they have to punt. Snap goes over the punter's head. Mizzou defender runs back, hits the punter like literally the millisecond he's releasing. Looked like he still had the ball. And gets flagged for roughing the punter because it looked like he wasn't going to be able to get the ball off. And if if that doesn't get counted as that, Mizzou probably wins the game. Um, there were definitely some problems with Mizzou during the game. Their receivers could not catch very well. Um, they struggled to get the offense going at times, but this was definitely a problem. This is a call that needs to be revisited, reviewed. Um, I mean, this is something that could keep Mizzou out of a bowl game. I mean, they need two more wins to get to bowl eligibility. They're going to lose to Tennessee. They'll beat New Mexico State, but that Arkansas game is a toss-up. And this Kentucky game was a game that was huge for getting them to bowl eligibility, and they may not get that now because of that call. This is definitely something that needs to be revisited and looked at more. Tennessee at Georgia. Um, I'm impressed with the Bulldogs. Um, not only did they win, but they really dominated. Um, I mean, they were up 27-6 to six going into the fourth quarter. Stetson Bennett balled out, 257 yards, two touchdowns, passing, and then on the ground, he had another rushing touchdown. Georgia... I've had them ranked pretty low because outside of that Oregon win, they haven't had a ton of great wins. Um, I felt like they've struggled at points, but this solidified them as the number one team in the country for me. They've beaten two very good teams in Tennessee and Oregon. Yes, they had some struggles, but now I feel like they have the best resume in college football. TCU's close, um, but Georgia is dominating right now, and it's very, very impressive. Syracuse at Pitt. Um, my my prediction that they would start five and zero and then lose out probably isn't going to be accurate, but it's pretty close. They start out six and zero and have lost three straight. They have not won since they beat NC State earlier this year. Um, they're probably going to lose their next two to Florida State and Wake Forest. Boston College they should beat. Um, Pitt's definitely taking a step back from last year. That's not a question, but they're still a solid team. Um, I mean, 
they had that one kind of embarrassing loss to Georgia Tech, but they played Tennessee close. Um, Louisville wasn't the best loss, but I mean, I could very well see them winning out. Virginia, Duke, Miami. Um, this is this is a respectable Pittsburgh Panthers team, um, and you know, while they won't make the ACC championship, they're officially knocked out now. It still could be a good season for the Panthers. Oklahoma State at Kansas. I thought picking Kansas was a bold take for this week, and it very much was not. I think Kansas State broke the Cowboys. But, yeah, Kansas played lights-out football. Um, Devin Neal, my goodness, 224 yards and a touchdown. Jason Bean threw for two touchdowns. They... They looked good. They needed this win. They're bowl eligible for the first time in 14 years. And do they make the Big 12 championship? Probably not. But this is a – they could lose out. This is a good year for Kansas. I think they're back on the brink of being ranked. I had them about 30th. But this is a huge, huge win for the Jayhawks program. And I'm excited to see what they do in the next couple of years. <clears throat> Liberty at Arkansas. I Look, well, I had some bad picks this past week. I had to say I told you so on this one. I didn't understand why Liberty was this big of an underdog, and they played amazing. Jonathan Bennett, 224 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, they only had 90 yards on the ground, <clears throat> and they just they they completely dominated. It was it got pretty close near the end. Um, I mean, Liberty got shut out in the second half. They were up 21 to three going into halftime. Arkansas did work to come back. KJ Jefferson, outside of a couple picks, played okay, but. The defensive stand at the end of the stop, the two-point conversion. This Liberty team is really good and is probably going to finish 11-1 and on the year. And it's a bummer they're not in the conference because they would, really without a doubt, have the best case for a New Year's Six Bowl. Their only loss coming by a point to Wake Forest. Texas at Kansas State. I'm impressed with this Texas team. Um, I did not expect Texas to really even put up a fight. And nothing against Texas. But K-State just looked so dominant last week against um, Oklahoma State. Adrian Martinez threw his first interception on the year. And, I mean, the thing is, like, Quinn Ewers didn't even play that well. 18 for 31, 197 yards, a couple touchdowns. But it was Bijan Robinson who just went crazy. 290 yards and a touchdown. It just, I mean, did what had to be done. Um, and, and the big thing is Texas is now sitting at second place in the Big 12. Um, technically, they're tied with Baylor, but they they got that tiebreaker over Kansas State now, and they are with a game against TCU this week. They are trying very hard to make a case to make it to the Big Twelve title game, and it's very much they're very much in the driver's seat now. I mean, their only losses um, come to Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, and those two teams are below them in the standings now. If they can keep their foot on the gas, they'll make it to the Big 12 championship game. Okay. Alabama LSU. Um, while I picked Bama to win, I knew this was going to be a lot closer than the 13-point spread that Vegas had put out. LSU's a good team. Um, and Jaden Daniels played incredible. 182 yards in the air, 95 on the ground, three total touchdowns. And just, I mean, played with with some crazy grit and really held Alabama 
it looked like it was going to be just a defensive battle in that first half, going seven to six, going into halftime, but turned into a bit of a shootout. And kudos to Brian Kelly for that gutsy two point conversion call. That is something that I would not have called. That was something that was very bold, and it worked out. LSU is now in the driver's seat in the SEC West, and honestly, I'm reviving them in the playoff race. Um, I'm aware they have a couple losses, but one, they have two straight ranked wins over the best teams in the SEC West, and two, the way that the college football playoff poll has ranked them, I think they're sitting at 10 right now. They're definitely going to jump to probably like 7. If they win out, they're probably going to the playoffs. I know that's a big task because they'll most likely have to play Georgia or a potential rematch with Tennessee, but it's the future is bright for the Tigers. Clemson at Notre Dame. Okay, so I know a lot of people picked Notre Dame to win this game. I was not one of them, um, but I don't think anyone expected this much of a blowout. Um, th- I mean, this was brutal. This was a brutal. Um, DJ Uyunglele did not play well. 191 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Cade Klubnik got one passing attempt. And he completed it to the other team. Um, I, I mean, the, the really crazy thing is Drew Payne did not play good football. Nine for 17, 85 yards, one touchdown. It was the rushing game that absolutely slaughtered Clemson. Not in the defense, frankly. Um, Logan Diggs had 114 yards, and Audric Estheim, I've never even heard, had 100 yards. He had, he had two players rush for over 100 against Clemson. Again, the defense came up huge. Um, Benjamin Morrison had a pick six of 82 yards, and just they completely shut Clemson down. And it's, it's weird because I would have Notre Dame ranked very highly, uh, the highest six and three um, team in the country. If they didn't lose these awful, awful games, I don't understand how you how you beat 16th ranked BYU, how you beat 16th ranked Syracuse. You're the only team in the country to beat North Carolina. You're the only team in the country to beat Clemson, but you lose to Stanford and Marshall. This is without a doubt the most confusing team I've seen in my entire life. I'm putting them on upset alert again this week against Navy because losing to Navy right after slapping around Clemson feels like something they would do. NC State at Wake Forest. Or I'm sorry, Wake Forest at NC State. Um, I was kind of shocked here. I did not expect NC State to play this well without Devin Leary, the way they played last week. Um, but Hartman has just looked shaky. Um, he had almost 400 yards, but he threw three picks. And just, I didn't get to watch nearly as much of this game as I wanted to, but just, uh, they haven't looked great. Um... They have a game against North Carolina this weekend that they're favored against. I'm not sure why. NC State looked solid here. They looked like this. They looked like the team that we've all expected them to be this year, and that we didn't really see. Um, I'm impressed with the Wolf Wolf Pack here, and you know they are. A lot of people have written them them off. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they very well could make the Orange Bowl still. I mean, they beat North Carolina, they beat Louisville, if they can beat North Carolina, that's what I'm trying to say, if they can beat Louisville, they've already beaten Florida State, they can make a case for the second best team in the ACC. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, Clemson has already clinched the division, but they they could definitely make a case for that. 
couple other notable games I want to talk about. Michigan State at Illinois. Um, this is one I should have seen coming. Uh, I know I talked about it. I was a little worried. Um, but I think the big thing is just Illinois can't defend against a pass-heavy team. Um, every single team that they've played up to this point, except honestly Indiana a little bit, um, were, were rush-heavy teams. Very rush-heavy teams. And they're great against that. Shut down Wisconsin. Shut down Iowa. Nebraska leans a little more passing, but they also killed their quarterback. And this was the first healthy passing team that they played, and they got exposed. They got beaten down hard. Um, Purdue this weekend might be a struggle. Um, a, another passing team. Um, Charlie Jones has played lights out for the Boilermakers this year. But, yeah, this is... A, a problem for them and when they come to play Michigan I know Michigan's a rush heavy team frankly that's just because it's work and if if Michigan realizes the rush isn't working I, I feel like they have the power to go to the air and this could now that people have figured this out this could not be good for Illinois another one I want to talk about um Houston at SMU oh my gosh just let's 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 look at some of the stat lines, okay? Clayton Toon, 527 yards in the air, 111 on the ground, eight total touchdowns. Tanner Mordecai, 379 yards, nine touchdowns in the air on the ground, 54 yards, and another touchdown. This man threw double-digit touchdowns. Oh my goodness! This I just no defense whatsoever. Holy. Everything. I, there were there were 56 points in the second quarter alone. I wish I got to watch more of this game. Sadly, it was it was at the same time as LSU Alabama and Clemson Notre Dame. There were so many good games this weekend. It, you, you just there was so much happening. I I couldn't watch it all. Oh my goodness. Okay. Moving on. Um, as far as the playoff preliminary goes, um, two teams got knocked out of the playoffs. Those being LSU. No, I'm sorry. Those being Illinois and Alabama. LSU is revived. So in the SEC, there's four teams left vying for a playoff spot. LSU, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Tennessee. In the Big Ten, it's down to undefeated Ohio State and Michigan. In the Big 12, it's just TCU. And in the Pac-12, it's Oregon, USC, UCLA, all with one loss. And in the ACC, it's just Clemson and North Carolina, both sitting with one L. Conference eliminator teams got rated this week. Um, missed a couple in what I thought was going to happen. I these can be difficult, especially if there's no divisions. But starting off in the SEC, um, nobody got knocked out. In the West, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, and somehow Arkansas are all still technically alive for the SEC championship. In the East, it's just down to Georgia and Tennessee. In the Big Ten West, uh, Northwestern is the only team that got knocked. Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois are all still alive. In the East, Maryland got knocked out. It's down to just Ohio State and Michigan. In the Big 12... West Virginia and Oklahoma officially bit the dust. It's now down to Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas, and Kansas State. In the Pac-12, a lot of teams fell. Oregon State, Cal, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State are all gone. It's now down to Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, and Utah. In the ACC, Syracuse was the last team alive alongside Clemson, and they lost. Clemson is the first team in the country to clinch their division. 
in the ACC Coastal. Virginia, Miami, and Pitt all got knocked out. It's down to Duke, Georgia Tech, and North Carolina. Down in the American, USF, Memphis, Tulsa, Navy, and Temple are all gone. It's down to UCF, Cincinnati, SMU, Houston, East Carolina, and Tulane. In the Mountain West, the Western Division, Hawaii officially bit the dust. It's down to San Jose State, San Diego State, Fresno State, and UNLV. In the Mountain Division, Colorado State got knocked out. It's now down to Wyoming, Boise State, and Utah State. In the MAC, NIU got knocked out. It's now down to three Michigan schools, Ball State and Toledo. And in the East, it's just down to Bowling Green, Kent State, Ohio, Miami, and Buffalo. In the CUSA, five teams got knocked out. UAB, UTEP, Charlotte, FIU, and MTSU are gone. It's now down to UTSA, North Texas, Rice, FAU, Louisiana Tech, and Western Kentucky. In the Sun Belt West, uh, Louisiana and Texas State got knocked out. It's now down to Louisiana Monroe, South Alabama Troy, and Southern Miss. In the East, Marshall, App State, and Georgia Southern are all gone. It's now down to Old Dominion, Coastal Carolina, and Georgia State. <laughs> Old Dominion's actually last in the division, but that win over Coastal Carolina is holding them on by a singular thread. So moving on to this week's games, um, not a lot of big impact games, um, but a lot of very interesting, fun games. Uh, first one I want to talk about is Louisville at Clemson. Um, not a lot of great morning games, honestly, but Louisville at Clemson is definitely a, a big game here. Um, Clemson's only a seven-point favorite. Louisville's looked good. They started the season out pretty badly, um, but that... That Boston College loss jolted an energy in them. They've won four straight over Virginia, Pitt, Wake Forest, and James Madison. And I think Clemson wins here just because it's at home. Um, I feel like they're a little better. I think they're going to want to come back off um, off of that bad loss. But the thing is, Clemson has nothing – I mean, the playoff spot, that's true. But, like, a lot of people have already counted them out of the playoffs. They're clinched the division. Louisville just might as well take a shot at the king. Um I think this game is going to be close. I think it's going to be fun. I think the seven-point spread is about accurate, but I'm going to roll with Clemson here. Uh, Wisconsin at Iowa. This might be a fun game. Um, Iowa's shown a jolt of energy that is kind of surprising the last two weeks. Um, after having an offense that couldn't put up like any points, um, they've scored a lot in the past few weeks. 33 against Northwestern and blew out Purdue 24-3, which was unexpected. Wisconsin's also shown a bit of energy, too. Beat Purdue, uh, beat a solid Maryland team, and both these teams are playing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. It's a fight for ball eligibility. Um, Wisconsin's a slight favorite, but I'm going to roll with Iowa here. The way they beat Purdue on the road was impressive. Um, this was something I not, did not expect. Purdue's offense had been pretty explosive this year, and they completely shut them down. I'm going to roll with the Hawkeyes on this one. Alabama at Ole Miss. Now, I just want to preface this with saying the dynasty's not dead okay just stop okay the last time alabama took multiple regular season losses before the iron bowl was in 2010 since then saban has won six national championships in 11 12 15 17 and 25 national champ okay five national championships it's not a great season for the tide this is unfamiliar territory it's a bummer that being said, I think Ole Miss wins this game. We've seen a couple times where a team is – how do I say this? Everyone says, oh, this team's going to upset Bama, and then they go and blow them out. The next year, the noise is gone, and it happens. 
back in 2020, everyone was like, oh, Texas A&M is going to beat Bama. Bama blew them out. The next year, the noise was gone, and Texas A&M beat them. Last year, a lot of people were like, oh, Georgia's just going to blow past Bama. No problem. Bama blew them out. National championship game. Noise was pretty much gone. And Georgia beat them. Last year, everyone, myself included, said Ole Miss is going to beat Bama. Bama proceeded to blow them out. Now, the noise is gone. Ole Miss has been silently winning games. Ole Miss silently has one of the best running backs in the country with Quinshaw Junkins and a good one-two punch with Zachary Evans in there. Ole Miss is 8-1. and one. They lose this game, they're pretty much out of the SEC championship game. If they win, they have a shot. Okay, they're 8-1. and one. I think they're very much alive for the playoffs, but nobody's talking about them. They're one of 12 teams left in the country that's alive for a playoff spot. They're one of 11 with a loss or less. Yes, they've had some struggle wins, but that Texas A&M game was a lot more impressive than I think people realize. Their defense was the epitome of bend, don't break. While, yeah, they allowed almost 600 yards, 500 yards. They only allowed 28 points. That's impressive. While, yeah, letting up that many yards is a problem, being able to hold a team to under 30 after letting up almost 500 yards is something to look at. Ole Miss has had time to prep, had time to get ready, and I think that they knock off Alabama here. Next is Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State is a slight underdog here. Not really sure why. Oklahoma State hasn't looked great the last couple weeks, I'll admit that, but Iowa State's kind of in the punching bag. They in West Virginia, and I just, I'm going to roll with Oklahoma State here. I think they need a bounce back win. They're at home, especially with what happened last year against Iowa State. I think Oklahoma State gets a a much-needed W here. UCF at Tulane, the biggest matchup in the American Conference, a ranked matchup, 25th ranked UCF, 19th ranked Tulane. As of right now, those are the playoff goals. They both move up. They both won and potentially could be the American championship game. Both these quarterbacks have balled out all year, 25 combined touchdowns, and they're just, I mean, absolutely killing it. Um, UCF is a phenomenal offense. Tulane has just shut teams down, really. Um, they're, they're solid on defense, and... It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a great game, but I'm going to lead Tulane here. They looked more solid, less shaky all year. They're at home. Give me the green wave. Kansas State at Baylor. Baylor has picked it up um, very, very well in the past few weeks. Um, they they lost to West Virginia and decided they were done. Um, knocked down Kansas, went on the road, blew out Texas Tech, and this past weekend went on the road and upset Oklahoma. Now they're at home. Kansas State's starting to fall apart a little bit. Baylor is in the driver's seat for that second spot in the Big 12. Um, TCU's won. Baylor and Texas are tied for two. And that matchup between the two of them coming up rivalry weekend is going to be insane. I think Baylor is ready to keep going, is ready to keep punching, and I think the Bears get a huge win here. Washington at Oregon, a huge rivalry matchup. Both these teams are probably going to be ranked. Playoff rankings come out tonight. Um... Washington got a, a ranked win this past Friday, and Oregon's looked unstoppable. Bo Nix has looked like a Heisman contender. Oregon's definitely on upset alert here, um, but I think just the way that this team has played since they lost to Georgia, um, 
I, I see no reason that Oregon loses this game. They haven't lost a game again since September 3rd and are just blowing past people. So give me Oregon in this one. TCU at Texas. Texas is a slight favorite here. Um, no, actually, they're a large favorite. They're like seven-point favorite. Good gosh. Um, I don't understand why. I, y yes, I, Texas has looked solid this year. They've looked solid. They looked great last week. But TCU is undefeated. They're, they're fourth in the AP poll. They're probably going to be fourth in the playoff poll. They beat four consecutive ranked teams. Yes, they struggled a little bit their last two games, but they're winning. They keep winning. And I don't understand what's different about this game versus at Kansas, versus at SMU, versus I, playing Oklahoma State, playing Kansas State. These are good teams that they've played, and they've blown past them. I don't get why Texas is favored here. I'm going to roll with TCU here. Maybe I'm going to regret this. Maybe I won't. But, yeah, give me, give me TCU. North Carolina at Wake Forest. Um... Hartman has not looked good the last two games. I think he's thrown six interceptions the last two games. North Carolina is kind of in that same basket as Ole Miss. The difference is North Carolina is probably going to their conference championship game. This team has is, is in the driver's seat for the playoff, frankly, and no one's talking about it. They're 8-1. Their one loss is to Notre Dame. They have a couple solid wins on their schedule. Nothing, nothing incredible, but good wins over Duke, good wins over Pitt. Um, a solid win over App State, dropping 63 casually. This is their biggest game of the year, but I don't understand why North Carolina is favored, or I'm sorry, North Carolina is an underdog here. I think North Carolina goes on the road and just pretty easily, honestly, gets their easiest or their biggest one of the season. So keep it the Tar Heels on this one. Last is uh, Texas A&M at Auburn, the fight for bowl eligibility or getting knocked out of a bowl. Um, if Brian Harson was still here, I'd probably pick Texas A&M. But the the fight that Cadillac Williams put in this team last week against Mississippi State was insane. They roared back from down 21 and took Mississippi State into overtime. It was a very close game, and Auburn is looking better. Um, they look more passionate. Being at home, I'm going to roll with the Tigers here um, to get their first win since they beat Mizzou at homecoming. Um, Texas A&M hasn't won since the same day. This is this is a huge game for both of these teams, um, but I think Auburn gets this one. So a couple teams that got on upset alert. Uh, first off is Liberty at UConn. Uh, yes, Liberty has looked amazing, but UConn's been a bit of a surprise this year. I don't think anyone expected them to be five and five. Um, it's a a huge chance for them to get to a bowl. Um, they have two more games: one against Liberty, another against Army, and. Being able to go into that Army game bowl eligible already would be a huge stress reliever. They're a 14.5-point underdog right now. Being at home, it's definitely possible. Next is Notre Dame at Navy. Um, it's Notre Dame. We, we've gone over this. They, they are the most inconsistent team in the country. It's definitely possible. Georgia at Mississippi State. Um, preseason, I said Mississippi State would win this game. I'm not there anymore, but Mississippi State has been known to upset some teams. Um, it kind of just come out of nowhere. Uh, Georgia is coming off a huge win, and this is definitely a place where I could see them slipping up. So, uh, Last is Florida Atlantic and Florida International. 15.5-point uh, favorite for the Owls, um, but both these teams are 4-5. and five. It's a rivalry game. It's um, at FIU. I'm rolling with the Owls here. They've looked more solid. They have a couple better wins, but it's definitely a possibility here. 
as far as the playoff limiter goes, there's quite a bit here. Um, so I'll try to run through this quickly. I probably should leave for class in like five minutes, but whatever. Um, in the American Conference, if, oh gosh, if SMU, Houston, UCF, or Cincinnati win their games, um, Navy gets knocked out. <laughs> if SMU loses and Cincinnati or UCF wins, SMU's gone. If ECU loses, they're out. In the Big 12, if Texas Tech loses, they're gone. If Oklahoma State loses and Kansas State wins, Oklahoma State is gone. If Kansas loses and Baylor wins, Kansas is gone. In the ACC, if Georgia Tech loses or UNC wins, Georgia Tech is gone. If Duke loses or UNC wins, Duke is gone. In the Big 10, if Nebraska loses or Illinois wins, Nebraska is gone. If Minnesota loses and Illinois wins, Minnesota is gone. If Purdue loses, period, they're out and an Illinois W knocks out the loser of Wisconsin and Iowa. In the Conference USA, if Rice loses and North Texas wins, Rice is gone. I'm sorry, if Rice loses and North Texas and UTSA win, Rice is gone. If FAU loses and UTSA wins, FAU is gone. If Western Kentucky loses, they're out. In the MAC, if Kent State loses, they're gone. If Miami loses, they're out. If Western Michigan loses and Toledo wins, Western Michigan's out. If Central Michigan loses, they're gone. If Eastern Michigan loses, they're gone. So Toledo has a shot at clinching the division this week. Um, and if Ball State loses, they are also out. Um, in the Mountain West, if UNLV loses, they're gone. If San Diego State loses, they're gone. If Utah State loses and Boise State wins, Utah State is out. In the Pac-12, a Washington L would eliminate them. Or I'm sorry, if a Washington L and a USC W eliminates that sounds weird. If Washington loses and USC wins, Washington's gone. In the SEC, if Arkansas loses or if Bama wins, Arkansas is gone. And then Georgia winning or Tennessee losing would clinch the division for Georgia. And then if LSU wins or if Bama loses, LSU, um, or I'm sorry, Bama is gone. And if LSU wins and Ole Miss loses, um, Ole Miss is out. So if Bama beats Ole Miss and LSU beats Arkansas, LSU will clinch the division. If Old Dominion loses or Coastal Carolina wins, Old Dominion's gone. And if Georgia State loses or Coastal Carolina wins, they're gone. If Louisiana Monroe loses, they're gone. And if Southern Miss loses, they're gone. Uh, as far as game day picks go, uh, coming in third place for next week, uh, Illinois and Michigan. Could be the Big Ten Championship. Game we don't see often. Fun chance to go to Ann Arbor. Uh, second, TCU at Baylor. Rivalry game. Could be the Big 12 Championship game definitely a a fun game to go to but i think the number one pick is usc at ucla i think both these teams are going to win this week usc is playing colorado and ucla is playing arizona pretty easy wins for both these teams they should go into this game eight and one playoff limited game could be the pac-12 championship game one of the best games next week um yeah so my overall picks for the week uh 36 and 24 60 percent not amazing but hey happens some weeks so sorry the end of this episode felt a little rushed of class in 20 minutes so yeah um those are my picks for this week let me know what you guys think with that i am your host jeffrey calhoun as always reporting from the center of college football signing out